everyone and welcome to a bonus episode of the Lincoln's podcast, Tax and Stuff. As always, it is Kim Arnold here, manager at Lincoln's, and I am joined by Caitlin Davidovic, who is an accountant here at Lincoln's, and Grace Schlager. Grace is our guest today on our Coffee With, and she is the director of Schlager Architects and also runs SA Design Collective, which is a furniture store and design resource. Thank you so much for coming in, Grace. No worries. Let's get straight into it. Okay, let's kick things off by telling us about yourself and your journey to becoming an architect. Yeah, um, for me it wasn't something that I'd always dreamed of doing or anything like that, but kind of just evolved into doing it when I was in my last few years of high school and my family's all in building. If you're a local town, you probably know that already. Yes. And so my dad uh, used to take us to job sites and things when we were little and I think slowly kind of influenced, not in on purpose kind of way, but just in life. And um, I just loved it. Loved drawing houses even when I was little. I don't know why, but I just did. And it was, yeah, something when I saw environmental design was something you could do at uni, I thought that sounds great. I might try that. And then it led me into doing architecture and fell in love. Basically, it's just a wonderful job. I love it. <laughs> well, yeah, it's always good when you like a job. <laughs> <laughs> so, where, which university did you go to? I went to UWA. Yeah? Yeah, great uni. Loved it. I uh, stayed there for my undergrad and my master's. And um, you end up with really tight-knit kind of year group. Um, you spend a lot of time together. The classes are long. You do some four-hour classes together, so you spend a lot of time. And, yeah, it's great. You always have people to talk to that all over the world, um, friends that came over to study architecture and you still keep in contact, so pretty lucky. Yeah, some degrees you find out they don't really talk to each other very much or don't get to know one another very much, but yeah, we all got to be quite close, which was really nice, so. Yeah, yeah. cool. Wow. Did you do much work experience in Perth or...? Oh, I tried. It's very hard when I finished uni, um, it was kind of like a recession so there wasn't many jobs out there for architects because right. sometimes it's seen as almost like a luxury rather than a necessity, unfortunately, for some people. So lots of firms had cut half their staff and weren't hiring people or anything like that. So it was really hard to get any experience. And at the time, you'd work for free, really, just okay. trying to get any kind of experience whatsoever. I was working as a waitress and I remember overhearing at a table these two architects talking and I walked over and said, my name's Grace, <laughs> here's my phone number, I'd love to work for you know, a company and get some work experience and I ended up working for one of them for about four months which was really great. Wow. You have to get work experience to graduate through to your next degree so you have to do a certain amount for your undergrad then oh, to do your right. master's so you have to do work experience which is I think essential anyway, working is so different than uni. And yeah, so I worked for them and that was really great and then gave me like a little bit of a taste of, you know, architecture as well as interior design, which was amazing and then kept going from there. And, but I decided to move back to Albany. And once I finished uni and Perth, I was done with Perth, was it for me? I liked it, <laughs> but it was just not, not for me and I came home and I sort of was like, I'll regroup for a little bit and stay in Albany for 12 months and see how it feels, but I ended up staying seven years later I'm still here. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah that's yeah. it yes I finished uni and came straight back as well so I get that yeah <laughs> how do you feel that architecture like impacts an individual on a personal level yeah I think this is sort of can be 
two ways. So you have people that spend a lot of time in the space. So like I say, it's a homeowner or something, it's their home or if at work, it's your office and you spend a lot of time there. And then there's the people that come into the space and experience it like brand new or, you know, have that new feeling about it every time that they come in. And I think it impacts the way you feel about the space when you're in there all the time and how you know, positive environment or is it a negative environment and architecture can really lead to, you know, great work experience or home life and all sorts of things to negative. And if it's not nice, you know, I think instantly, I think you have a feeling, even if you go into someone's house or an office, you get a feeling, is it a good feeling? Is it a bad feeling? And I think that's all part of the way that you design something and put things together in the end. And I think it can have a huge impact on people's emotions really, yeah. Mm must be such a rewarding process it's very satisfactory like you get the the finished product at the end and I don't know if everyone else gets that sometimes (laughs) with work but you definitely get the design to like actually seeing something get built is like amazing just feels like you've done it you're complete (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome do you think there is enough education and knowledge out there of what an architect does no I don't think so I don't know how many times I was been asked like what's an architect do yeah architects do and sometimes I think that's probably down even to like our fault more than like anyone else have we been as open as like architects to tell people what we do or like welcome in like questions about you know design and things because some people think it can be almost quite elite or you know like I said before not necessary because it's something that you can pick and choose whether you need it or not and I think it's just you know, if you experience something that someone's done, you know, as an architect, it's a million worlds apart than anything else, you know, it's just, I think it's so important to, like, be more open about what architects do, just in a design way, and the service that we provide, it's very hard to explain all the bits and pieces about it, but once you've experienced it, it's just, you know, and it's really hard to sort of get that education out there where people feel like you can't go talk to an architect and... Mm -hmm. You know, it's not a casual conversation sometimes. So yeah. And is that why you set up the collective? Because that mm. way it kind of brings people in the door to check out the furniture or check out the resources, but then they can actually speak to yeah. you about what you actually do for them? Yeah, mm. that was definitely the whole idea behind it was to have a really relaxed atmosphere that people would just come in and have a chat, no pressure. Um, you know, not many people would walk into an architect's office, architect's office just to have a chat because mm. everyone would turn around and look at them. <laughs> you know, like that's what happens in an office. So I wanted something that felt really relaxed and you could just come and have a conversation and, you know, ask the questions, you know, what, what do you do? You know, what's your service? What do you provide? All those type of things. And we're happy to have that conversation where they're working anyway. So, you know, someone walks in and out, it's fine. We have a chat with them and then if they want you know design work that's great if they want to buy a piece of furniture awesome yes if they just want to chat that's fine too it's not any difference they don't need to book a meeting or anything you know it's just nice can you explain a little bit just for the listeners what you mean by a design resource yeah so we have like a library of products like uh, cabinetry products to sinks tapware carpets flooring um, all on display so people can come and have a look and just ask us questions about it you don't have to be a client or anything it's just there for people to have a look at Um, we use it for our clients but it's there just to have a look and see you know if you have a question come in and ask and have a look and you know see colors and things that you don't often get to see if you're you know don't know what to ask or what to look for so 
we've already done the research. <laughs> yeah, no, it's Perfect. it's a fantastic idea. And mm. while we're here, we might as well ask where is where are you located? I'm located at two slash one four six York Street. We're just opposite Frederick's Cafe, but we're sort of like more on Peel's place, but we're actually York Street <laughs> numbering. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Albany classic old buildings are like half of a building that got divided into. Yeah. yeah. So but yeah, we're just off York Street. So yeah. and yeah, and I'll put that in the show notes as well. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, what inspires you for your design? Yeah. All our designs are custom, so for me it's really getting into that idea of what each client sort of wants to achieve with their project and sort of seeing how that all comes together regardless if it's commercial, residential and really working into how they're wanting to make something feel and how they want to experience the space and then we sort of get that vibe from them of what they're wanting to do and then we help to expand that into you know styles and aesthetics and things for them to see you know sometimes it's about providing options for people and we get inspired by listening to you know people describe how they live their lives there's some people write beautiful briefs about having coffee in the morning with their partner or you know experiencing lovely you know natural light in their space and we start to get inspired and start to get ideas and learn from their interests and that's what's so wonderful everything is custom so it's just each person sort of gets their own feel for each design so yeah and does architecture generally always lead into like interior design or is that something that you were just passionate about so you do both a little bit yeah we do both I love it (laughs) some people don't I just think it's great I love to do the inside and the outside I think they all talk to one another and I think you know nothing's more important than something else they all need to blend and make sense and if you miss out on one I think you've just missed the whole thing because I think you can't have a beautiful outside but not a beautiful inside as well and I think they all need to come together and I love it yeah definitely awesome (laughs) so the treetop house project Mm. how was that that was actually my house that I designed for me must have been like five years ago wow Um, so that house I was designed that after work and free time and things like that at the time and I was sort of trying to figure out my own style really and that house really gave me the confidence to then go out and start Schlag Architects and do that because I was like I felt confident about what I'd done and that house was a challenge and it was on a tiny block and it was steep and um, all sorts of things that had you know little tricks to it but I loved it and it gave me yeah a confidence boost to go off and and start my own thing and yeah I really appreciate having that chance to have done that and then get that confidence and move on and, yeah and do something else yeah, yeah it's an amazing house oh thank you yeah. thanks yeah so that one um sold that one and now I've got a new project that I'm trying to do for myself and I'm trying to do that again in time after work and trying to figure out when to do it <laughs> but hopefully at the end of this year you know watch this space might have a new house maybe getting designed I've sort of started post a few things on Instagram and I sort of sent it out to everyone I was like do you want to know about what you know potentially a new project I'm doing for myself and they were like yes like we have clients coming and ask all the time when you know post more photos post more pictures and I'm like okay <laughs> you never know if someone's interested and they all were so it was really nice so I've been trying to document a bit of that process and hoping to do that sort of like start to finish to sort yes. of show what it's like to do you know a custom house 
you know, and I can do it for myself and show you all the questions and things that come up and issues and because there's always issues. <laughs> it's never, oh, it's never <laughs> a smooth process. So, you know, yeah, I'm pretty excited to do that one as well. Completely different style than the, the treetop. Okay. So, yeah. I love following those kind of projects and I am not great with that stuff at all but I love like watching people go through those processes and things like that so yeah definitely something I would love to check out (laughs) it's funny I caught up with my my brother-in-law and his partner are currently designing their house the inside and like the house is like built and they're like where do we start I'm like hmm I think I know where you can go. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one of the things that we have. So like like you said before, not everyone is interested in doing interior design. And so we provide this service. We call it Little Help. And it's just an hour and people can come in and they can have a chat with us. They book an appointment and we help them do things like interior design. Or if they have questions, we can sit down and get to specifics about a project with them for that hour and then they can go off it's like that's it we're just sitting down with you for that hour to help some people come back we have people that return and do a couple of sessions of little help through their project but I mean not every you know sometimes if you go to a builder or something can you buy plans or whatever they don't always offer interior design and mm-hmm. we're you know we offer that as a we call it a little help service and you come in for an hour and we help you pick all your colors and we order in samples for you and take them away and that's your package and just sort of like another little thing because we felt like people were missing sometimes that key kind of service and we thought we would jump in and, and help out since we love it so much so yeah absolutely. that's <laughs> incredible that, that sounds exactly like what they need so i mean yes. we've done it yeah we've done ones like for people that are selling their houses and they've not known how to style it and so we'll go to their house and style up their house like move furniture around and say you know put this one away and you know do this and just even like whatever sort of anything to do with design really we're there to to help so we love it and we've gone and done that and that's been yeah really really great so that's really awesome what current or emerging trends do you feel are important in architecture and design yeah i think i love keeping up with trends it's one of my favorite things i love looking at all the magazines and reading all the articles and doing all that just for myself and like ordering all the samples so that's why our library always gets updated because i'm always ordering new samples to see what like the new thing is or like what people are using and it always changes right you can't just stick to one thing you have to keep learning and, and getting new stuff in and it's so fun but i think you know there's a lot of things that kind of go hand in hand and like architecture and there's like fashion and there's colors and like all this stuff and everything kind of leads into one another if you're following it enough you see like it's one type of designers doing something everything else ends up all flowing into one another all the colors everything so you see like mustards and kind of like 70s kind of inspired things are like really in fashion but also in architecture what we get asked to do is like those type of houses at the moment people love it you know want all those colors so then we're buying furniture that's in that style as well and then you can sort of see everything just lends together so if you're interested in one aspect you can sort of branch out into all the other ones and sort of get an an idea and I love it it's great yeah anything design so what challenges do you find running a business like yours in Albany staff is hard Mm -hmm. just because like Albany is you have to choose to live here right I don't think you want to just come for a job you want to come for like a whole atmosphere of it you want to come because you love the lifestyle and things like that so you know um, I 
think we're lucky younger people are moving back now and that's really great and they're coming down to Albany on their own choices not just for work and there's also work here which is good because sometimes there wasn't for a little bit but yeah that's probably one of the hardest things is staff and I think probably see that all around town people having hard time getting you know all sorts of different types of staff in for waitressing and all types of things so that's been interesting but also just being in a smaller town it's hard sometimes you know things like you're just trying to work through things and identify yourself as like a brand and a person and people wanting people to get to know you and so that's hard because if you especially if you're growing up here sometimes they think that they know who you are or whatever yeah, and yes. so you know you come back and you're older and you're trying to do something different and get people on board hopefully yeah, yeah <laughs> you know you try and build your own brand and, and have people be positive about it and I think that's probably one of the hardest things as well in Albany everything's word of mouth right so totally yeah we can definitely agree with you on the staff side of things it's so hard to mm-hmm. find people and you know there's only so much you can say about Albany unless you can get people down here to mm. like check it out and see if it's going to fit for them. Yeah. But yeah, it's just one of those things you have to work through, isn't it? Yeah, yes. and it's, you know, sometimes it makes you do different things and try and be creative. You know, that was one of the reasons SA Design Collective, I wanted to try and do something creative to sort of, you know, entice people in to sort of see it and not just for like one aspect. You could see that there was like other things. It's not always just architecture, you know can have an exciting workplace where you're able to choose to do some other stuff during the day you don't always have to do one thing and I think like keeping interest is like so important for yourself as well as like people that work for you you can't just give them the same projects day after day it needs to be interesting and like get them inspired especially when it's creative if you're not inspired then you're done (laughs) like it's not good you You have to keep it going and get excited about your you know job not all day every day but you know Generally, you want to be positive about it. So, yes, yeah. yeah, absolutely, it's so important. And do you think have you had many challenges in terms of resources with COVID and oh my goodness, getting yes. <laughs> getting your actual hands on like furniture oh, and things so like hard. that? So hard, so so hard. Yeah, really hard. And because you're always guessing, like you said, with trends and stuff, we're always guessing months in advance what people might like right. um, and how much people might like. You know, do we order? five of that thing or one of that thing you know and so we're always doing that months in advance and then I think there's something happened with a railway line over in the eastern states and then there was something else with getting stuff on a boat and so we've you know every single time that regardless of how organized you are you just have to sometimes wait it out and at the moment you know we're waiting it out because there's I think there's a flood or something so we're just sitting here waiting for some furniture to come and hopefully it'll be here you know next month or something (laughs) fingers crossed I mean like and you know we had our first Christmas this December that just went and that was a guess I didn't know how much things people want to buy do people want to buy furniture for Christmas you know it was a huge guess we did really well we were so lucky like I couldn't believe it but then it meant that the furniture that was waiting for arrived didn't arrive in January hasn't arrived in February and so you know you're, you're sort of trying to keep your shop looking full but you know most yeah. people are quite understanding, which is lucky. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think, yeah, when you go into the grocery store and half the shelves are empty, they will understand that furniture's in the same and, position. But, <laughs> and oh, food still... is obviously prioritised <laughs> over furniture. <laughs> uh, yeah, interesting yeah. times, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 
so I think everyone's sort of like, okay, if, my, if I can't buy chicken off the shelf, then I should probably think that my rug's not going to be here for another, you know, month or something. <laughs> so luckily everyone's pretty good. So. Yeah. And do you have like an Instagram where you like show what, what you have in store or what's coming mm. or anything like that? Yeah, I love Instagram. It's like the best tool ever always updating my Instagram all the time um, it's free right so there's nothing like it and people follow along you know we have we actually have three pages of all sorts of like we have Schlager Architects then we have um, SA Design Collective and then I've just started a new sort of venture that does off the plan kind of houses that people can just purchase so I've been starting that and so we use Instagram for all of those things and people love it you know and it's instant interactive like responses from people they can like something they can ask you something and you can see how something's behaving on Instagram is that a good do people like it lots of people interacting with that post or you know if they're not don't post something like that again you know you try and do the stuff that people enjoy Mm -hmm. and you can see it all on Instagram is a great resource you know click on the side and it has insights and you see saves and shares and likes and comments and it's all there for you graphed out and you can just send it off and make sure you do another post like that if it does well so it's it's great I love it and do you find Instagram good for following furniture trends or design trends and things like that yeah 100% so like every sort of design website or Instagram or anything like that we've followed as many as possible every time a new one comes up we're like oh what's that and we'll follow along doesn't matter to me how many followers that person has or design company has or whatever it's just about you know keeping an open mind to sort of what's out there and what people are doing and everyone's always doing something different right so you can always get inspired and and take that on board and I think we're so lucky like to have like a resource like Mm. this because I don't know not even that long ago we couldn't even do that you know I remember pulling out encyclopedias when I was little and you'd go through that to find out stuff there wasn't things like this for people to share like all this information and now it's like instant most of the time it's good sometimes it's not so good yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. you can get as much as you know you can from it and if you can benefit from it and it's you know free it's great you know I think it's the one of the most important things yeah. yeah I mean Facebook's kind of like died a little bit not many people are using that as much but Instagram's kind of the new thing and apparently TikTok but I haven't got into that yet because that looks a bit scary <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the same boat I'm like yeah I'm not, I'm not ready yet <laughs> I don't know like the dances and things I don't really know if I'm into that kind of thing <laughs> Maybe if I was like 10 years younger. (laughs) (laughs) So what's your long-term vision for Schlager Architects? Yeah, I've gone back and forth over the years. Like I think, you know, it's coming up to being three years old this year. And I had visions in my first year, my second year, and now this year. And I think it just comes with time of like experiencing the ups and downs of business and just like learning from that I originally wanted to you know do all sorts of things and like have people working for me and do all of that type of stuff and then the reality of like that pressure to you know have staff and look after staff and make sure you have enough work on all the time it's a lot and I think in the future I think it's just going to be something where we don't get too big and we just you know are able to always have that constant interaction with our clients like one-on-one I really love that involvement and I think the bigger you get the more you have to step back from that as a director you don't always get that interface with people and I love it and I want to keep that and I think that's just means not getting too big and just you know sticking to so many projects uh, each you know quarter basically we kind of even it out at um, and yeah hopefully 
growing our office a little bit, not much bigger, just maybe one or two people would be great. <laughs> um, so yeah, keeping about like the three of us would be like a good, yes. good amount of people. And then yeah, just being able to always have that interaction with clients, I think is really important. But you know, I, I see myself staying in Albany for the foreseeable future and having Shisaga Architects just in Albany and, and just enjoying that and taking on more and more kind of like challenging projects would be really great. We're sort of just getting into doing commercial things in this as, as this firm because I originally started off in commercial things before when I started Shisaga Architects, so it's really nice to get back into that and maybe do a few more of those projects as well. It's not just houses because we're doing a lot of houses, which I also love, but um, it's nice to have the kind of break up and, and do a little bit of that. So, yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm. Thank you, Grace, so much. That was fantastic. We really appreciate it. So this was our bi-monthly Coffee With, but we've done it as a podcast as well. It will still be available on the website like normal. But yeah, thank you both. And we will see you next month for our normal podcast. Mm-hmm.